Hey, my friends, we are officially back. We are officially here. We are official. Super official. Super. I mean, is there any other way to be more official than what we're doing right now? I'm so official. All I need is a whistle. <laughs> this is episode, crystal. <laughs> Let it suck on pistol. <laughs> this episode 144, I hope. Last time I got the number wrong. Um, yes, episode 144 of the Lookout Podcast. I'm, of course, Meals. I'm here with Jamal LJ. Gotta do LJ. I don't know. LJ. Gotta... LJ, Jamal. I'm a man of many names. Apparently. Listen, man, you wouldn't be the first. Um, but we're here. First things first, I want to ask you this question. All right. This All right. is unrelated to anything ever. You're a I'm kind of scared. No, 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 no. Be fine. Trust me. You're a sandwich right. guy. Yeah. What's your What's your one thing you have to have on a sandwich, and what's one thing that you never want on your sandwich? Um. One thing that I must have on my sandwich, and then one thing that I can never have on my sandwich. Not can never. Not that it's like unattainable, but like I don't want it on my. Sandwich. Oh, I don't. I don't want it. So one one must have, and one one no, nah, not for me. Um, yeah. yeah. I know for the not for me is ketchup. Huh. I don't I don't like ketchup. You don't like, like ketchup at all. Not not like that. I mean for fries it's okay, it's fine. I think sure. ketchup is too sweet. Like I don't put ketchup on my burgers or anything what? like that. I mean, okay, fair. Ketchup on the burgers, yeah, you could do without it. Um I know people who put ketchup on just everything and sandwiches and stuff like that. Like I'm just not a big ketchup guy. Mm-hmm. Um that ketchup on the side, ketchup on the fries. Which one are you? Ketchup. Oh, uh, I'm a dipper, so I I do a mound right, of yeah. mound of whatever <laughs> sauce, and then I just dip the fries. Okay, I um, should know this, but okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but something that I must have, um, good bread. I mm. like. I, I think the bread is the vehicle that is driving the sandwich. And if I'm gonna go on this drive, I need to drive in a good car. Listen, and, break and, us down the good bread for us, by the way. I would love to hear oh, what I'm a good bread. To be okay, okay. So a good bread. See, there's a lot of factors that play into what a good bread can be. Okay. Uh, you're talking about the mouthfeel. We're talking. Don't say um, sourdough because it's kind of hard to be honest with you. <laughs> sourdough yeah sourdough is something completely like it's not easy to do and shout out to all the people during the pandemic who got really heavy into their sourdough starters and baking sourdough breads that was that was fun to see y'all do i'm not a big guy on that mm-hmm. but no for for good bread it's just like you don't want that sometimes sometimes the cheap white bread could get it done i can't lie i'm, I'm still a sucker for like a egg salad on a on some white bread and that'll be it right but like you really i don't know it's just like there's something about like some good ciabatta that's Mm. real nice and airy or a baguette a sandwich on a baguette on like a warm baguette that's nice and crunchy on the outside and soft and the you know you get that pillowy soft middle or you know it's just so many ways different breads can be done um a good rye a good pumpernickel 
if you're going crazy and getting like a Reuben or getting something that's like a pastrami sandwich. Uh, yeah, it's just good bread. I think I think different sandwiches deserve different breads, and I just think that bread should just be good. But good bread for sure is just like a must-have. All right, because I've been yeah, I definitely been like okay. There's got to there's definitely different breads out there. Like you know, of course I go to the corner store get a sandwich and it's just regular bread. But I'm like, there's got to be different breads out there. Like, but oh, then yeah. again, I have to go to I have to go to different places to experience that. So it's interesting to hear you say that. I don't have any. I'm not a sandwich guy, so I don't have any answers to this question. I love I mean, sandwiches, I, man. I mean, I like it, but. Yeah, I just do. I like it, but not to the point where I would like label myself. I haven't had a variety like you have. I don't eat pastrami. I don't eat Reuben. I don't eat any of that. I don't sample any of that stuff. You, know? you don't? You got no. to. It's it's I, just you know, pastrami and sandwiches and Reubens like that too are hilarious because like a like a real pastrami sandwich is just like mustard pastrami on like rye bread. See, I don't like, like mustard it. neither. I like honey mustard. Uh, but even See, it's a certain type of honey mustard too, like where you don't really assume it's mustard. Like I'm not a real mustard person either. Wow, I like mustard. I love mustard actually. I, That's I'll put nuts. Mustard. I love I'll ketchup. <laughs> no wonder we work. Yeah, we, we balance each other out. Fucking condiments right here. Um, I know, right? Let's get well. All right, so you know what? That was a great aside. Get yourself a nice sandwich this week. Uh, yeah, for real. Um, get some good pillowy bread. I have been smoking BLTs lately. Huh. I don't I know like a BLT why. with a little avocado. Give me an avocado. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Avocado for sure. Good, like, good mayo. I'll say that if you're a person who likes sandwiches, mm-hmm. I would say if you're really looking to enhance it, start making your own mayo. And like your own aioli's, huh. you know, and your own stuff. Like mayo really isn't that hard to make. Okay, that's a choice. Yeah, I mean, granted, I mean, we out here in economic situation that we are, we might as well all be starting making our own fucking mayo at this point. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Listen, it's it's cheap. It's easy to make. It's it's not it's not super complicated. And I think once you get a good base mayo recipe, like. You can play around with it so much, just adding different things in it, using different types of eggs and different olive oils and whatever. But once you get a good recipe, like a good base recipe down, the the sky's the limit. Okay. You know what? Fair. Love it. Love to hear it. And I hope that made you guys hungry. We got some stuff to talk about this week before we actually get into the episode. Um, even though we got some stuff to talk about this episode too, I have a lot of takes. I have one major take, but I, I have a lot of takes. Yeah, um, you text me, and I'm I'm really I'm excited to see what you got to say about what we got to talk about today. Absolutely. So of course we're talking about, and you can catch us later on in the episode. We are continuing our trek through Jujutsu Kaisen season one, and we are at the verse. They call this the versus Mahito arc in the uh, manga. And in the anime, it's the Young Fish and Reverse Punishment arc. And I like to call it the Junpei, Junpei swap out, fake out. He's in the intro, but is he really in the show arc? Um, so you have that to look forward to. But I want to get to a few aside things. A few things aside. One thing, because this is... 
this has been something that grinds my gears it's been grinding my gears i wouldn't say all week because the discussion lasted all but two days maybe one day and a half but anime nyc yeah we have been there past two years we've had a great time we've got some amazing content from it um and we just generally had a good time in general well uh, yeah good time i would say good time i mean yeah it's a good time um New York City, freezing cold. Apparently, that's your wheelhouse, apparently. It's like winter wonderland for you. Oh, yeah. Nah, listen. New York in November, that's easy money. I eat those. I eat that wind. I eat the cold. Whatever it is, I eat it. I eat it. It's it's nothing to me. You might have to eat a lot more than just the cold when it comes to Anime NYC this year because the people are mad. The weebs are mad. The prices have been raised this year. Um... If you pretty not, pretty substantially pretty substantially i would say so yeah for sure um so let me actually pull up the website here a few things that i know all right so changing by anime nyc from last year to this year is that there is a new person in charge um our friend friend of the show past guest on the show peter tatara um was the uh was the president of anime nyc he has since moved on and I think the new president for or new director um, for Anime NYC. So Peter, yeah, he leaves. He left that. There was a big um, press thing at the beginning of the year that he's moved on. And replacing him is MK Goodwin, um, who is, the, I guess, new event director. And, you know, previously worked has previously worked with um, New York Comic Con and has been in charge of other things anime NYC related but for other places so MK Goodwin is in charge and boy MK Goodwin said listen you know what we up get, get <laughs> funny up not your funny up <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so the prices this year have gone up quite a bit actually the one day will run you on average it varies, but it varies very little. It varies between like three dollars. <laughs> like, it, it is what it is. The entire range is like at least five dollars. So the, the the prices for the single day, Friday sixty eight dollars, Saturday seventy three dollars, Sunday seventy one dollars. Now the three day will cost you one hundred twenty nine dollars, which to be honest with you, is less than at least two of these days combined. So if you wanted to go for two days. You'd actually be paying more than you would for three days. Um, but they've also rolled out anime anime NYC Plus, which is a three ninety nine tier, four hundred dollars, with taxes. Four of them day. Five, with taxes almost five hundred dollars. Um, oh, that's gross. I'm a I'm a I'm gonna keep it a bug with you. If you go to the website, you look at anime NYC Plus. Trust me, it ain't really. <laughs> I don't care. It's not worth it. No. It's not worth it. Like you, you look at the things that they're offering, and like on paper, it looks good. It sounds good. It smells good, but it's really. I feel like not they really should have probably. They thing with anime NYC is it depends a lot on crowd support in terms of like also like um, they'll send you like a million surveys throughout the year about like your anime interest and like what you liked about anime NYC last year, if you went and what you want to see about next year. Blah, blah, blah. I feel like they really should have like, I think they were attempting to listen to people and then absolutely didn't. Um, but yeah, they, 
the, the for anime NYC, the only real additions to it are expedited entrance, which I mean, I'm pretty sure with panels, you just skip everybody. Um, first access to the show floor, which means I guess if you manage to reach there early enough, you can get there before anybody. But realistically, I'm from New York. I'm not showing up early to anything. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of these things that they're asking or, or not asking, but like providing is like for for a person who's been there twice and it could just be for the simple fact that i've already been there twice mm -hmm. i'm not like you said i'm not getting up early or getting there early so i can get early access to some of this stuff like what's the point like a lot of the stuff that you want early access for you're not going to be able to no i don't know i just don't think it's worth it I, it just it doesn't sound worth it um anime nyc plus lounge access to be honest with you i've seen last year i had a pro pass because i was a panelist and then i also had the press pass they had the pro lounge pro lounge is nothing to shake anything at it's literally tables chairs and a gallon of water to share amongst your friends so it's nothing and then a 2023 official lanyard with pin and badge to be honest with you you get lanyard and you get a badge anyway <laughs> yeah you um, all things that you get regardless yeah. i mean i'm sure if you're not pressed you maybe have to pay for it or something along those lines but i know personally like i have lanyards i have badges i still have them from the last number of years it's not that deep um if you want to lanyard that bad if you want to lanyard that bad i have two that i'll sell to you but all right for so fifty dollars my main concern is more than anything is that people are very up in arms about these prices but i'm like i think all right so i'm i'm confused the, the anime the reason we talk about the anime and my c plus tier is because it's never happening like don't even it's never not even considering it move it out the way it wouldn't happen on any good day no way i'm paying 400 dollars for this um nowhere near 500 dollars However, I think generally the prices of these are pretty much like going alongside everything that's happening. If you try to go to a concert this year, you're shit out of luck. If you're not paying at least $1,000 to see your favorite artist, maybe actually I'm bugging at least $300, $400 to see your favorite artist. And that at times is nosebleed seats. The Drake concert in New York City is nuts. Oh, I'm in Minnesota. Uh, I'm in Minnesota. We didn't get a tour date. The closest tour date is Chicago, and I went to go look for Chicago tickets. So I was like, you know, listen, Chicago's only a six-hour drive. I can make that. I can do that. Do we'll make it a weekend, Drake. Yeah, weekend. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. It's for, it falls on in like what? It's July 5th. It happens, so you get the Fourth of July with it. Like whole cool thing. I went to go check tickets, and it's I think like 450 for like section 300 bro it's ridiculous it's ridiculous beyonce tickets don't even ask it's just another monster of a thing but here's the thing with beyonce you know she's going on other most things you know it's going on tour beyonce you officially know she's going on tour all of her fans do the right thing which is save in advance they pretty much have a you know stay ready so you don't have to get ready kind of policy with beyonce shows every album comes a tour you can set your watch to it they know in advance so they are the ones prepared to pay a thousand dollars shout out bravo clap clap to them drake you just announced that shit like two weeks ago they got the other fucking festivals that are coming out this summer other people are going on tour 
everything is like it's going crazy like obviously they're running it up for whatever the hell 2020 and 2021 cost them um anime nyc is no fucking different and <laughs> to be honest with you people are complaining that it's like it's not worth the price and i'm like but you still go like i don't get it like <laughs> it, this isn't crazy to me go one day <laughs> if you're gonna go and you feel like the prices suddenly people are saying like oh it's too cold it's november it's november every year it's always cold like suddenly people saying it, it's not worth it to be there all weekend go one day <laughs> it's go not saturday worth it. go yeah. saturday saturday go is the day that you want to go because friday yeah. you friday they start late anyway yes yeah, yeah. Friday PM, they start which is late. why it's the cheapest day yeah and sunday they so stop early sunday, so yeah they stop early and then by that time everybody's been you know shown and pumped out right and, you know they don't really want to do anything that's really going on right um yeah just go saturday saturday is the day anyway it's when they have all the big stuff that's when you got all the big names that's when mm -hmm. all the all the exclusives drop like go saturday if you're really i don't know to me i'm like there's no real complaint about it like it's it's not that deep. To me, it's not that deep. It's really it's not. not. It's, it's not, not at all. Things cost more. <laughs> it's a fucked up society, but here we are. Um, things cost more. They just do. These prices aren't ridiculous to me. If if I was... Let's say, for instance, I really wanted to go and we weren't under any press thing. Um, which, with new management, always comes new change in how they want to cover the event. Which means, for us... We either may continue to get the things for press, or we may not con get continue to get the things for press. Up, it's up to whatever the new, you know, MK Goodwin decides at this point of what press is. Because I know for New York Comic Con, they're like, what podcast? <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, so, if I were to say like, oh, okay, if I were from out of state, rather like you, um, I would say, you know what? I don't really feel like coming. You know what? Isayama's on um, Saturday. Uh, I really want to go. There are other stuff I want to see on Friday. There are other stuff I want to see on Sunday. But realistically, like, I'm not trying to be there all three days. Either you get the 129 pass, which is like... To me, I don't even remember last year's things. I'm pretty sure it was like $90 or $70 or something. So I understand why people would get mad at like the 100% or like 80% price hike. But like... To me, this is alongside standard rate for like everything that's going on. If the shit was two hundred dollars, I'd be like, all right, you're bucking. Like two hundred fifty dollars, I'd be like, nah, we're not. We don't do this. But to me, it's like you go in there, you cosplay, you're already spending one hundred fifty dollars on whatever the hell you're wearing. Um, you might as well just like chalk it up to the game. <laughs> it just is what it is. I don't know what to say. What's your thoughts? That's exactly what you got to do. That's the only thing you can do. You got to charge it to the game. This is all it is. Yeah. It's all it is. Is there's there's nothing more that we can do other than charge it to the game. Get the if you're really that diehard, get the three day pass. And and go all three days. Other than that, just get your Saturday pass and call it a day. Like 
I don't know. And then like also like some of these panels and stuff, like they look really good on paper. And sometimes you go to them, you'd be like, this ain't it. So sometimes yeah. you're not really missing anything. Yeah, you're not really missing anything. So I always say like, if you're coming from out of state, chances are you really want to do the three days because you're going to do the whole weekend or something along those lines. So you're going to get the three day pass, even though you realistically might only go two days. You might not even hit it on Sunday. You might say Sunday I want to check out a brunch or go to a show or something. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday go be go be mixy on Sunday. Yeah, no, something along those no lines. Or Saturday night and then wake up late on Sunday and get the hell out. Um, yeah, but um, realistically, like I just hate. I don't hate it. I understand why people are complaining, but I feel like the energy is like not necessarily misdirected. But I'm like, where is this coming from? Because y'all asses was in there shaking asses and, and getting sturdy on the floor and not Nanami costumes and shit the year before. You know what I'm saying? Oh, bro, listen, you know right now it's performative. It's not. They, yeah. All the, all the people that are, are complaining right now about the prices, guess what they're going to do? They're going <sighs> to buy a ticket. Absolutely going <laughs> to buy a ticket. So they're complaining. They're going to complain. They're going to get mad. They're going to be upset. They're going to do all of that just to still buy a ticket. Guess what's going to also happen? Because of this, and I know everyone loves DreamCon, DreamCon tickets going to raise too. You're going to realize it's hard to throw an actual thing in this day and age because of how much things are just like raising in price overall. The amount to rent a damn thing, the amount to... That's what I'm um, saying. Like, it's... Inflation is hitting everyone everywhere for every business, every, you know, like... I'm sure the prices to run this and create this whole thing isn't the same as it was last year. Prices went up, bro. They got Isayama last year. (laughs) They said, no. We run it back like it. Yeah, you know, like... God, God, like knows who they bring out next year and who they gotta pay to fly out and do all... You know, like, it's just... There's a lot that goes into... I think there's just a lot that goes into all of this that people don't understand. All right. Well, you know what? Anime NYC, it'll be there for you or it won't be there for you. It is what it is. People are like, man, it wasn't. Oh, they're going to go. Like, they're going to go still. I, they're going to go still. But here's the thing. I understand. I understand it wasn't that lit. Sometimes, because I feel like, for instance, at least the people that are on our timeline, they go to DreamCon, it's a big DreamCon party, but that's our people. You know what I'm saying? It is what it's always going to be lit by default. You know, we're just that kind of group of people black people, black um, anime con centered anime con featuring a lot of black guests and panelists and all this other stuff like that. It's like it's for us. So I get it. People make a whole weekend out of it. It's the same thing in New York, except it's not as hot as fucking DreamCon. <laughs> it's not as hot as Texas in the fucking July, nigga. Um, all right. Moving on. Uh, Trigun's anime has wrapped up for the season. They said the final phase of the series has been greenlit, so we should see another part of this new Trigun thing. Um... I say this just to say this. I gotta go check out the original. I gotta go check out the one that just finished airing, I guess. Um, which wrapped up. So, I mean, winter anime has pretty much wrapped up. I mean, it's wrapping up. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's done. Once my hero is done, it's done. Yeah, so winter anime is pretty much wrapping up. I think we had a good winter season in terms of anime and stuff. I really only kept up with my hero uh, because 
quite honestly, I'm, yeah. To be honest, favorite. though, like, I mean, there were some really good things to keep up with, too, outside of My Hero. But, I mean, My Hero this season blew everybody else out the water I agree. in terms of every everything else I was running alongside of it. But, um... With that said, you should look forward to the new Trigun. I also got to watch the old Trigun because J5 has been dying for me to watch the old Trigun so we can get on here and talk about Trigun. So maybe that's our, maybe that's some, you know, summer at we'll Kame's. Get, we'll get them in the summer. Yeah. We'll, we'll get them in the we'll summer. Get to my, we'll get to my boy Vash. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to Vash too. Um, with that said, speaking of anime, Crunchyroll released its list for brand new spring 2023 anime. Um, of course, we got Dr. Stone kind of heading things. New World um, starts airing on April 6th. We got Mashal, Magic and Muscles airing April 7th. Um, we got the second season of Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury, beginning April 9th. We got That's such a fast Hel- turnaround for that. It's, it's crazy they probably just continued working on it um we got hell's paradise premiering april 1st um vinland saga season two uh at 9 30 well sorry why did i say 9 30 oh because they didn't give a date yet um yeah there isn't a date yet vinland saga season two will be there we would also presume it's not listed here yet i'm not sure if the date has been officially confirmed but demon slayer Kometsu no Yaiba Swordsmith Village arc should be airing in this season as well. Um, is Bleach airing Thousand Year Blood Arc season two? Let me check it out because I know it's not on Crunchyroll, so they're like fucking niggas. But um, no, that is in July. Uh, so I have, to, I guess, time to catch up on Bleach whenever the fuck I do that. <laughs> um, never. Um, and that is that for spring 2023 anime. Oh, the Pokemon anime finish. Did you see that online? It's finished? Yeah. Well, Ash's, uh, Ash's journey is officially finished. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. So yeah. it did. Okay. Yeah. Ash is done. He retired. Um, had a nice little thing. The final episode consisted of him reuniting with Pidgeot which has not been seen for over 1,100 episodes. Um, and What was that Pidgeot uh, doing? Living a Pidgeot life, man. Listen, out here. But, <laughs> but it's funny because that's his first Pokemon he ever... Well, no, that was actually his second Pokemon that he ever caught. His first one he ever caught was Caterpie, and he gave that away too. Um, oh, yeah, that's because that Caterpie was a cuck, though. <laughs> Um, so you have that to look forward to. Ash's journey is done. The new anime begins, uh, I believe in two weeks or so, featuring all types of, they've already let go, like, everyone who's going to be in it and what it's all about and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you see, you see Captain Pikachu, right? Captain Pikachu, man. Captain Pikachu. He keeps a job. You know what I'm saying? He's like, Ash is done. Oh, listen. But me? I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) Never. The bag keeps the bag keeps growing, man. Hey, man, the Pikachu bag never stops. You think that Macy's Day Parade is just gonna air it? Just walk down Broadway itself? Fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> last week, damn, this is a long intro. I did not expect this to be half an hour. Um, last week, we made this 
incredible thing. We talked about season two of Jujutsu Kaisen. And I was like, oh, you know, by the time this episode comes out, we'll probably get some new news at this time. We joked and we laughed. Boy, was we fucking right. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen's second season premiere, it officially got the July 6th date. So you have that to look forward to the day after that Drake concert. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, us... the one that I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find a way that. Um, uh, I might just be in Chicago for it. Just in <laughs> Chicago, but not actually at the show. <laughs> Come on, man. We're going to get you there one way or another. Um, so July hey, 6th listen, is dropping. Start, start the campaign. Start the campaign. Let's get Jamal to see Drake. How about that? Jamal to Drake. Uh, that's the Jamal hashtag. Jamal to Drake. Um, we got a full trailer. I don't know if you've seen this trailer. Have you? Um. Yes, you I see- did. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, you can say no. <laughs> <laughs> I just no, I did away. see it. No, no, I saw it. I saw it when it got posted. This shit looks different than season one. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Like we're it watching does. season one now. It, it it seems a little bit less. Uh, it seems to me a little bit more dynamic than season one. And the trailer, to be honest, looks a little bit more unfinished as well. I feel like it could be polished a little bit more. But um, you get some clips of teen i wouldn't say teen i guess it's a teen i don't know gojo's yeah. not really that old anyway like right now in the anime he's not even that old so i guess he is a teen uh young gojo young um ghetto if you don't know he is the and you know the current protagonist in the series that we're about to talk about you get um who's my man what's his name homeboy's daddy uh oh he's daddy uh, toji uh yeah toji toji Everyone's going crazy about his waist. They're like, oh my god, they drew the waist so good. Um, <laughs> and hips, we get this. Hips don't lie. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. And we get to see all the journey between them. I'm looking forward to this arc. I know you are looking forward to this arc. Um, Best arc in the series. It is. I mean, we rated it S tier for a reason. So, ladies and gents, you have that to look forward to this summer. At the Kame, I mean, we watching a lot of things at the Kame house. You know what I'm saying? They could end up on the list. Could, they didn't even not. bring up the. They didn't even bring. I mean, obviously, we're doing Gojo's past as the first, but they didn't they bring up Jump. Yeah, it goes jump straight. It said jump straight into Shibuya after it, and I don't think they're gonna. Gojo's past arc isn't gonna be long. No, like, it's a pretty. It's a pretty short. Maybe like six arc. episodes. Maybe maybe yeah maybe like five six the first episode to me when we return on the first episode i'm looking forward to that because that chapter that we leave up on um it's the it's it's the funny chapter um oh my god i forgot what the saying oh, is oh 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 <laughs> it's like that it's yeah. like that it's <laughs> like that it's like that uh, chapter to me is nuts so i'm looking forward to i hope they really do animate it please don't make it like a juju stroll or some shit like that like i need that full episode animated I nah, love a good same here filler. um so we have that to look forward to and then we get in the past arc and then we get into shibuya incident for all of second season before we get into that we got to finish wrapping up this first season so what we got here we're going to talk about this uh the second arc of jujutsu kaisen the versus mojito arc aka the young fish in reverse punishment arc and we're gonna get it and we'll be right back
on the lookout. Excuse me. Did you do that? Inside the theater? <laughs> wow. So you can actually see me. What if I am the one who did it? Are you going to condemn me now? Uh, Were those three special to you? Were they your friends? Here you go! I've got some tasty lunch for you! <laughs> we are officially back on the lookout um talking about this arc man i got some thoughts about it i got some thoughts i got some thoughts i got some thoughts um i gotta what's what's the first one what's the first note i just (laughs) the first this is definitely i mean troubled kid i feel like we've seen this so many times before especially living in america troubled kid Backstory being bullied. Goes crazy. Does some wild shit. Does some wild shit. You know, incapacitates kids, kills kids. We see him on the news. He was a good kid. And then we see a picture of his family riding a jet ski, as they say, <laughs> murder of, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? I feel like this is something, it's a, it's a tale that we have seen before. Um and this is an anime form, so we don't get any of the salaciousness or um, imperfect nature of this. Everyone is perfect to a sense, or at least has a sort of story that um, they can kind of dread from as well, or pull from as well. Um, what were your thoughts on this arc? This is a this is an arc. There's a there's some fighting in it. There's some storytelling. There's some the power of friendship. A lot of things going on. Um, this arc also gave us some really great memes. Mm. Um, fight back fight back <laughs> fight back uh that between that and the nanami great one-liners um i really enjoyed this art i think this was a great way to kind of introduce us to would you call this yuji's rival his, yeah, I would say yeah. so. You know what? It felt so. Here's my thing going into it the first time, and to be honest with you, the first time I went to it, I feel differently now watching it than I do the the first time or the second time that I do am watching it. Um, Mahito felt like a to Yuji felt like what Shigaraki is to Deku, um, and you know, in an instance, it's still kind of right, but it's also very wrong. Um, you gotta think, you know, they're both disfigured, disformed, like white haired villains that also wears Rick Owens. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a they, he's got a um, power that um, destroys or, or things people. Um, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. So I was like, oh, okay, like this is like obviously, um, Mahito is set to be like the next big bad in all of this. Like they're introducing him now, but. We get to the spoiler section and find out about how all of that ends up. Um, 
let's talk before we get into anything about that because we're gonna do our whole profile and everybody let's talk let's talk about we're gonna introduce this from three different angles i love a good three perspectives kind of thing we're gonna go through june 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 situation we're gonna go through yuji and nanami situation and then we're gonna go through mahito's you know situation and we'll meet in the middle because all three eventually do meet in the middle at some point um let's start with junpei junpei i gotta stop saying junpei junpei okay i'm gonna read through his bio his personality <laughs> let me know if there's any red flags that you see oh there's automatically red flag when you just see how he looks oh. <laughs> automatic red flag He's introduced as part of what what club is it? I feel like it's the Don't he oh. got a he got a Bayang too, don't he? He's he's Doesn't got he... a little Bayang. He got a little Bayang. Yo, um... he does got a Bayang. Oh my god. Yeah, see man. That was he's an it. automatic. That's one eye covered up on he's... purpose. <laughs> he's <laughs> He's introduced at a movie theater. He's sitting down at a movie theater because he doesn't go to school anymore because he's bullied at school so much. Um, but he also is at the movie theater with the three bullies. Um, eventually, those three bullies die um, at the hands of Mahito. That's when we hear the audio clip that we heard a little bit before of Junpei and encountering Mahito and kind of seeing him, which he has enough um curse he has enough curse energy to see curse spirits but not enough curse energy to be a jujutsu sorcerer until mahito eventually man, you know manipulates him and helps him bring out his uh jujutsu sorcery um all right i'm going to go through his his little bio on fandom just let me just know if it's any red flags just point them out you know what i'm saying um junpei is a reserved and apathetic individual with a distaste for other people Yep, yep, see? Automatic red flag. Well, all right, well, you know what? I feel like, for instance, I feel like if you stop there, this would also be the same description for, like, Robbie Rav. That's also a red flag. There's too much negativity. I love Rob. He has very negative views of people in society as a whole. Damn, this uh, is getting more and more Robbie as, as we go. If there existed a button that would kill everyone he hates, he wouldn't press it. However, if there was a button that would only kill people who hated him, he'd press it without hesitation. He claims <laughs> that he feels indifferent. Wait, 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 wait. That was a red flag, by the way. I don't know. If yeah, you know. it's a super red flag. <laughs> yeah. So um, if I hate you, I'm gonna die. But if you hate me, I'm straight. If if he hates you, you're definitely going to die. No. If you hate him and he has no idea who you were, you're kind of straight. Yes. Like he's not gonna kill. He's not gonna kill everybody. He's only. But he says to... only on kill the people that hate him. Yeah. Only people. No. 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 He he would kill yeah well yeah everybody who hated him yeah okay I see what you're saying if you hate yeah. him you're gonna die if you you know if you don't hate him you're gonna live but if um, he hates you it's like in this weird limbo area of like <laughs> what you finna do because I feel that if you hate me I must I must hate you too or have done something to you mm, I could see that what has you say depicted that. yeah you know that's a little confusing um. 
he claims that he feels indifferent towards people and believes that there's no worse than hating them. All this is a red flag to me. Um, Junpei's indifference towards other humans because he expects them to be evil. So even people's deaths don't seem to affect him. Again, red flag. Um, he expects people to be evil. Like he's, he believes that it's just a regular form of human nature, which means that people could hate him, which means he would kill them. Um, this is due to all the trauma he received from being bullied and rejected in his life. Fair. Be at lookout. Do not condone bullying of any form or type. Um, he has been a recluse, but Junpei loves movies and tried to start his own club at school. It was unfortunately taken over by bullies who burned Junpei while nobody did anything to help him or reprimand his assaulters. Again, bullying fucking sucks. No, um, yeah, we don't. We do not condone bullying on the on the lookout podcast. Bullying is for suckers. While despite being a normal student, Junpei's dejective attitude made him an easy for Mahito to manipulate. Maito fed into Junpei's darkness and encouraged him to take his indifference a step further into hate and revenge. Come on, this is every after-school special, literally. Um, this resulted in short-sightedness that made Junpei unable to see Mahito for what he truly was. You hated a person who can't see people for what they truly are. You know what I'm saying? You hate a person like that. Um, Yuji... Someone else who's around Junpei's age, who was also interested in movies, became one of Junpei's only friends. Even after Junpei had rejected all of those around him, Yuji was able to bring Junpei out of his troubled mindset. So with this, I say, my big question, my big take. Do you think Junpei deserved everything that happened to him <laughs> in this arc? Or Sli- did he deserve? Sli- nah. Or did he He's... deserve some sort of journey to redeem himself? Nah, he slightly did, bro. Like this is what happens, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, listen. Obviously, he got some distaste and some dislike for some folks, and that's okay. We all got it, you know. Listen, I don't like everybody. Everybody don't like me. We not everybody's cup of tea. No one is. But then you mess around. You go through the whole movie theater thing. Mojito comes around. And see, and this is where I start feeling bad for Cuz. is mm-hmm. because you you getting drawn into this world. You see this, you know what I'm saying? He he chopping it up with Mojito, getting close to Mo, uh, Mojito. And it's just like... <laughs> I'm mad you call Mojito. <laughs> uh, sorry, this is, that's, that's years of restaurant industry talking. Of course. Uh, but, Mojito, yes. Go Mojito. Uh, he kind of looks like a mojito now that I think about it. He does a little bit. No, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not. I'm not too far off here. No. Um, but no, it's like he he starts rolling around with my uh mojito, and after that, it's like he just he's suffering the consequences of his actions of just 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 like rolling around with cats, and then also too when he snaps and starts. Using his cursed energy and cursed powers and techniques to to harm other people, other, yeah, harm other people. It's like, what else is he? You know what I'm saying? Like he reaped what he sowed. At the end of the day, that's what he did, and I can't feel bad for him reaping the consequences of his actions. Now, I'll say this: what happened to his mama was completely unnecessary. We gonna get to uh, his mama. <laughs> we'll get to his mama. I got some questions was, for her too. Um, 
that's that was a fine woman right there. She ain't do anything listen, wrong. Listen, man. <laughs> listen, man. Um, I wrote that in my notes. I was like, damn, fine mama. Um <laughs> Okay. Of course, Junpei had enough cursed energy to see Mahito, to which Mahito awakened as, you know, Jujutsu Sorcerer. Anyway, he gets around. We, we establish the fact, we get around to the fact that he can see cursed things and he has his cursed energy. People are tailing him. The Jujutsu t- um, Sorcerer Task Force that is the Nami and them are tailing him. It was like, I don't know. He was at the scene, you know, got some residual, you know, this is very CSI, NYPD blue stuff. It's like, we got some residual... Uh, you know, jujitsu. Oh yeah, there was definitely on, on it. I was like, yeah, it's definitely on his Horatio Kane. It yeah. was definitely also CSI Miami. Yeah, one of those. It's like, oh, did you take enough uh, cursed energy samples? You know what I'm saying? Take it back to the lab. Um, either way, um, yes, yeah, his attractive mom said it's hilarious because they're talking on. You know what? This is also a red flag. This is how I knew it was a red flag. So one, they're talking on the same. Japanese waterbed shit that's in every anime. Literally, every anime. Yu Yu Hakusho, My Hero Academia, everywhere. The same grass that goes at a 45 degree angle leading to some sort of fucking trough. Um, <laughs> it's literally been in every anime since the beginning of time. Um, she was like, hey, is that your new friend? Want to come to dinner? What do you like? What do you dislike? To which um, Junpei is like, this is a standard sign of like one of those kids. Shut up, mom. He doesn't want to come to dinner. He doesn't want to eat your food type deal. Yeah. He's like, like, no, mom. No, mom. We're talking about movies here. Can you leave us alone? I'm like, wait, it's like 6 p.m. Aren't you like worried that your ch- your child's not in school, obviously? Um, he's out and here. She's doing- fine with it, though. That's yeah. the thing. She's completely condoning him not being in school. Mom, you said you wouldn't smoke in front of me. Oh, yeah. No, she says. Mom, you said you would stop smoking. And she was like, yeah, I did agree that I would stop smoking in front of you. <laughs> and I was like, go, Mom. Um, yeah, for real. She was like, this pack is not <laughs> Listen. She reminded me of. What type of, of cigarettes you think she smokes? She looks like know. a Marlboro. She looks like a Marlboro type of person. She reminds me of. No, nah, never mind. She's smoking on Cools. She's got mm. some menthols. She reminds me of Kurobaro's sister in Yu Yu Hakusho. Just like apathetic doesn't care want to come over always smoking um chain smoking chain smoking it's never one cigarette it's like 10 right surprise um uh what's his face his girlfriend didn't start picking up smoking too um anyway here's a red flag about the mom she makes him dinner she feeds it to them and she's the one who passes out and goes to sleep (laughs) Imagine you invite two guests over to your house to feed them, to make food for them, and then feed them. And you're the one who passes out via the itis more than anything. That's lit. She's too lit. <laughs> she's too She's too litty, man. <laughs> like, anyway. She got, too, she got too sturdy and passed out, man. That's crazy. It's too much of them damn cigarettes and some funny cigarettes, man. Um, well, it wasn't cigarettes, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mojito uh, managed to plant one of Sukuna's fingers on her, which prompts a curse spirit to show up and then kill her in her sleep. Which prompts Junpei to go on a I hate everyone spree. I mean, which, you know, a reaction to killing your mom, but necessarily not my reaction to fighting my mom, you know, pass away. 
Like I wouldn't necessarily, and this was the police coming after Junpei, obviously. Um, yeah. It wouldn't necessarily be my course of action. And he even wears his mom's like jacket. I was like, all right, that's a that's a fashion choice. Um, oh yeah, he he uh he tripled down on the hate. So he goes to a school. Everyone else is knocked out. He finds this boy named Shota because that's who Mojito said killed him. He's like, nah, Shota killed him. Mm-hmm. She was like, Mojito, I found my mom dead. Shota. I heard Shota dead. Yeah, come on, like, bro. That's a fucking asshole. Yeah. So, <laughs> fucking wears Sperry's with Nike socks. <laughs> like, fuck that guy. <laughs> so Junpei, in his fit of rage, says, you know what? I hate Shota, too. I've always hated him. Pretty motherfucker. Um, and says, we're going to go get... Um, Shota he uses all his jujitsu sorcery, chokes him, blah blah blah, is about to kill him to when Yuji shows up. Yuji's gonna... like, no, you're a good person. You're right, right. And then they go scrapping in the hallway. Let's end right there. Let's go to Yuji a little bit. So Yuji's supposed to be dead. He's not dead. But he's managed to be able to move up, move throughout the city without any of his other jujitsu friend sorcerers finding out that he's like living or chilling on fucking waterbeds, Japanese waterbeds with everybody. Um, he's dispatched with Nanami to learn a little bit more about Jujutsu Sorcery and also investigate all these other things. And for the first time, he finds himself killing those transfigured humans that Maito left, and he doesn't like it. He was like, nah, I don't like this shit. I don't like it all. I'm not supposed to kill. I don't like killing at all. Nanami. Let's talk about Nanami. I fuck with Nanami. Because Nanami is a real common man. He's the he's the real grounded human being in this and all this. Um like the fact that he went through not only the jujitsu trenches, but he went through the office work and the career grind too. Mm-hmm. He understands the reason why people, you know, he understands why people hate their lives. People ain't fucking with what they're doing. So Nanami is out here, um, Great quirk. We see a little bit of his backstory. Again, yes, used to live. He graduated from the same high school as Ghetto and uh, Gojo. Um, but he chose a different life path, which is the more sales. And he worked in a shitty sales office and he did sales and he would call people and try to sell them stocks or whatever like that. And then he found out that he hated that life and then he moved on to where he's doing now, which is um, exercising things as a first grade jujitsu sorcerer. He does not see Yuji as a proper jujutsu sorcerer. He sees him as a kid that he needs to babysit all the time, which is why Nanami sends uh, Yuji out on this mission while he goes out. He knows that um, Mahito did it, so he goes out to find Mahito himself and try to murder him. Hence the Mahito versus uh, um, Nanami fight that occurs. We see Nanami's cursed technique. We see that at the 5 p.m. he turns up. <laughs> it's called overtime. If he does not kill his thing by 5 p.m., um, he starts turning up. Kaioken type shit. Um, and the battle is inconclusive because Mahito manages to get away from all this other stuff. Let's see. What did I say? What else did I have in my notes? Okay. So, boom. Yuji... He meets, you know, 
he meets Junpei. We get the whole situation. They become friends. We get to this journey where he tries to stop him. Let's go to Mojito's journey. Mojito. Oh, we never, we never, we got to touch on quickly about Yuji's internal battle, too, of, Mm. like, right and wrong, in in a weird way, of just, like, who is he to take a life? Right. The ethics of it all. What do you kind of think about that? I actually enjoy it. I think that it, once, I think, I think JJK is one of those weird ones where they they play it as there's bad guys and good guys here, but everybody here is kind of doing whatever they want on their own moral compass. And I don't know, man. Well, that, I don't know. I guess it is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like everyone's kind of doing their own thing in terms of like what they want to do. Like I, I and I think this is just one of those situations where he kind of figures this out of. Jujutsu sorcery, like there's some times where the lines are gonna get blurred. Of, well, I just killed this person, so am I bad or am I doing the right thing? And he kind of has to deal with those blurry lines of what comes with being a jujutsu sorcerer, right? Um, and I think that I think him having to deal with that though just helps strengthen his character as you go throughout the series. He. Yeah, he definitely goes through a lot in this series, and it's, it's helped with a lot of. It contributes a lot to kind of like where he sees things in the future and how he, um, and 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 his past as well. Um, I think he's holding on to a lot of stuff, especially with his grandfather dying and letting him know that he's a good heart and he needs to go out and do good things. But essentially, he's in a line of work where you're going to have to kill people, and you're going to have to face a lot of different things. And sometimes the solution to it isn't always talking through. And we slide over to everything that's happening now in the hallway, and we see Mahito essentially. So Mahito is when we talked about last episode with Gojo and Hanami. He is the boss of those guys who is and he's working in tandem with Ghetto. So he's working with Ghetto in this instance to come up with a plot to essentially how to make curse curses the dominant thing in society over humans. And Ghetto wants his goal as well. Ghetto thinks they should go about it a different way. Um Mojito's trying to go about it his way. We'll see ultimately where it lies. But Mojito um Idol transfiguration is his curse technique, where essentially he grabs the soul of someone and morphs it in any way, and it eventually kills him. Like it's a one sh- one shot KO type shit. Um, yeah, he's kind of Mahito's kind of OP. Yeah, he's kind of OP. Like you kind of got to not touch him, which is why Shigaraki. Um, I was like, oh, this nigga is Shigaraki. Um, oh yeah, I'm telling you, down to the rig. Uh. <laughs> He fights Nami, narrowly escapes. He reemerges as Yuji attempts to save the soul of Junpei. But he is the one who gets between it all. And he realizes, first of all, Junpei, how do you feel about Junpei's curse technique, that little jellyfish, evil jellyfish thing? Um, it was alright. It was cool. Poison. He stabs, he stabs Yuji in a surprise when Yuji doesn't say, like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Um, and he's like, damn, you must be my friend because I did something bad to you, yet you don't want to kill me. And he's like, yeah, I'm a good person. <laughs> like, everybody's not trying to kill you. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not out to get you. This world isn't as 
as as simple as black and white or people that hate you. Not everyone has that kind of thing inside of like, not everyone's inherently evil or inherently bad. And Junpei's like, damn, I never thought of it like that. And then Mahito touches him and then turns him into this fucking big Teletubby looking shit. Um, Mahito, once he realizes that he no longer has any grip on Junpei, pretty much uses his idol transfiguration to uh, to kill Junpei. And, well, to transfigure him. And then Junpei eventually dies as Yuji's trying to say, like, Yo, Sukuna, could you help heal my friend? I'll do anything. And Sukuna's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, fuck out of here. He's like, get out of here. He's laughing with Mahito. He's like, this they're man. laughing together. Oh god damn, they were laughing together. They had a good ass time. He's like, I'm not doing shit. I they had one you. of those like they had one of those like nigga laughs. Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, somebody like ran from the table. <laughs> like, it was like one of those type of laughs they were having. <laughs> like, someone took off running. Another one was slapping. Like, you know, listen, they were clowning. He was getting done up at the lunch table. That's essentially what was happening here. He says, essentially, I'm not doing shit for you. Um, yeah, he was like, SMD, brother. So Junpei dies and Yuji snaps. And for the first time, he has this unyielding rage, and he says, I'm going to kill you. And that is what their battle is. It's the first battle between Yuji and Mahito in this series. They clash throughout the school. They go throughout the windows. Mahito transfigures himself into all different type of shit. He spikes all this other stuff that goes through Yuji that honestly should kill him, but I guess he's the main character, and <laughs> so he's not yeah, going to die. Yeah, he's not going to die that easy. Uh, only Sukuna can kill him, and he barely even did. Um, he's about to really put the, the, the put the gavel on him, and then Nanami shows up and cuts off his arm, and they create a plan of attack, noting that Yuji's attacks can actually hurt Mahito, whereas Nanami is like, "Yo, I'm one shot away from getting one shotted." So they fight together to create openings. Incredible meme that results from this. Um, the, yeah, an the, amazing one. The legendary fight back meme. It's great animation itself to see two people really beam the shit out of someone at once. It's just kind of, it's kind of happens. I mean, we'll get into it later, but this is uh, the first of, I think, like three times someone gets jumped in a very artistic and beautiful way. Hey man, Mappa only does high quality jumpings you know what i'm saying yeah listen we only we only jump in the highest of qualities yeah, here man. great animation um yuji manages to get distracted but he throws a couple of transfigured shit at shits at him and now it's down to nanami and mahito and mahito opens his domain expansion and this is the second time in this ser- well third time in this series that we've seen domain expansion Domain expansion is an advanced barrier technique that manifests the user's innate domain and traps their target inside using a barrier wall to create a separate space. Once inside, the user's cursed techniques are improved and cannot be avoided. It's supposed to be a one-shot KO. Yep. Nanami says, yo, I'm only a grade one sorcerer. This man is a special grade. I got no chance in hell. I'm locked in this domain. I'm about to die. It is what it is. Yuji breaks into the domain from outside in like the coolest way ever. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of shit. 
Oh yeah, it was definitely. And once he's inside, I guess the domain is touching Yuji, which is then touching Sukuna. And Sukuna's like, yo, I know we was laughing like a couple minutes ago. But I told you earlier, if you fucking touch me, I'm gonna kill you. And sure enough, Sukuna is like <laughs> pretty much attacks Mahito's soul and injures him. Um, and the domain kind of crumbles. They're like, Yuji, have... see, Yuji, Yuji was playing 5D chess right there. Was he? Yeah. I feel like he was playing. Breaking in, breaking in just so then he can go into the domain, just so then the domain affects Sakuna also. So I don't think he gets. I don't think he didn't he think of any of this. No, I yeah, don't think he, he thought he of any of this. He didn't, think, he didn't think of any of this, but I think it looked he, good on paper. He would have ran his head into the domain if it meant breaking it open. He had no he has no like thought, tact, skill, anything that Nanami has. He is literally a he's to me, usually at this point, is a brute. He is a man who can punch the shit out of you. He does not even have um advanced curse techniques he is literally just like his hands are lethal and he got a little bit of like curse techniques mixed in them you can control it a little bit but not enough that warrants anything um so they want to finish mojito off he escapes through the sewers because you know yuji passes out and is like damn this is crazy mojito escapes and he's like it's giving very much Shigaraki. I'm going to kill that. It was Shigaraki, first season. <laughs> he's like, you know, um, Shigaraki getting shot off, shot up by the gun guy. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, by Snipe. <laughs> yeah, and then saying, I'm going to get this motherfucker one day. So, Does he ever get his revenge against Snipe? I don't think he does. Hell no. Snipe not even out there like that. Snipe, not, Snipe don't even really move at everybody else, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, Snipe Snipe be doing his own thing. He needs to be in the show more often. I need to see him in these last chapters of MHA. Shoot him again. <laughs> like, hey, that would be crazy if that's how it really ends. Nah, because they got another real shooter in the series now. <laughs> they got the real shooters now. Um yes. Snipe but, had dreads though, bro. So, you know. This is I true. Don't He's know, a brother. Man. Yeah, he uh, is. Um he probably look like Boris uh, Cujo, whatever his name is, under that mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nanami eventually recognizes him as a jujutsu sorcerer. Recognizes Yuji as jujutsu sorcerer. I'm like, how convenient. The man saves your ass, and now you're going to recognize him. How convenient. He was going to be dead toast without this motherfucker. Mahito recovers on the ground, and he meets up with Ghetto, and he's like, yo... Meets up with Ghetto, Jogo, and Hanami, and he's like, yo, you might have to go with this other plan that Ghetto got. <laughs> this shit ain't working out. I got killed almost twice in this arc. Um, and yeah, he swears, Yuji swears at the end to never lose again until he destroys Junpei's killer. And that is how we start a rivalry. And that is the end of this arc. Couple, Couple great battles. A lot moving forward in terms of um, Yuji's newest nemesis, which is Mahito. Um, Yuji kind of gets his focus in order and says, like, this is, it feels like for the first time, all of this is very, very important to him. 
now that he's experienced loss. Yeah, he cares now about this sorcery life. He cares more about the life that he's in now because he sees and understands the impact that it has on like the world around him. Yeah, like and even even if people can't see the curses or you know are even fully affected by them, he sees how curses and whatnot can just destroy humanity. Yeah, and really influence people. And you know, a life like Junpei could have been um, kept. If he didn't get involved in all of this, but then also Junpei, like we heard the clip, nigga, you were in. Man, nah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he was like can Junpei, I do that? <laughs> Junpei was acting like, uh, like let's not act here like he didn't want to hop off the porch. Like yeah, he did. Man. He wanted he wanted to get in the field. He wanted to rumble in the jungle with the big boys. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He wanted to get he wanted to get his put on. He, he effed around and found out, <laughs> and he fucked around and he found out. Yeah, and. I can't feel bad for someone who fucked around and found out, man. Uh, like, like, you should have been man. fucking around. We got it on audio clip, my guy. You say, can, Bro, I do, can, can I do that? I was like, oh, you trying to kill people. Okay. Uh, yeah, All he right. was like, can, can I do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, that was him. Next thing you know. You felt that. You really, now you feel the sizzle. You dead. And uh, spoiler alert for anybody. I know we're going to go into the spoiler section very, very soon. He doesn't come back. He's dead, dead. Oh <laughs> you know? yeah, he's done. He's cooked. He's done. This is. He's out of the intro, out of the cards. Anything, man. He might get a toy, maybe, but like maybe he um, might get a figure. If, but I feel that if you're copping the June Pay figure, you you, you got you got your own issues. You got to yeah, deal man. with. You, you know, I don't agree. Um, if you if you're anime only, this is where we hop off. Um, thank you very much. Let's get into the spoiler section. Let's talk about it. You know, I want to talk about in terms of the spoiler section, we'll go in this very, very short because in this arc, we're introduced to the Nami and we don't really see him much again until the Shibuya incident. And then in this arc, we're also introduced to Mahito, who again, we don't really see into the Shibuya incident. And both of those guys have interesting fates in the Shibuya incident. How did you feel seeing these guys for the first time? And like, I had to kind of catch up on everything that happened with them in the Shibuya incident, but they kind of more so seem like players in this thing, as opposed to actual like characters, characters, like they're not to the, that's why I'm like my, my initial thoughts on Mahito was like, Oh, Shigaraki, he going to take the throne after this. Like he going to take this throne. He's going to kill Ghetto. Boy. Yeah. Ghetto said, nah. <laughs> He said, fuck out of here. Yeah, he said, wrong wrong nigga, right time. That's what he told him. Um, I think that, I think I agree with you. I think that both of these, both of these characters end up being um, pieces in a larger game than actual, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say they weren't game changers because I think both of them were, but I think they just all just end up being pieces in the larger game of things and larger, you know, scheme of things. And I think that's okay. I think you need characters like that. You need characters in which they're there to create a purpose and create something. And then they once their role is finished playing, it's okay to be disposed of. Um, Nanami's disposed of. He dies. <laughs> yeah, he dies. He dies uh, by Mahito. By Mojito, a very gruesome death. Uh, he's a yeah. Listen, he's um. Cool Mojito character. got yeah. Mojito got a couple bodies under his belt. 
Yeah, I like it. I like Nanami because I think he just has a cool look overall. I think he just looks amazing. Um, no, he does as a character. However, I don't know. I thought it was weird he doesn't make it to the end. Like it, to be honest with you, a lot of the adults don't seem to make it to the end. This is the same arc that we lose. Um, Gojo. This is the same arc that, well, not the same arc, but shortly after this, the principal also gets murked. <laughs> for his the role that he plays in this um a, a couple, lot of yeah a lot of bodies get dropped yeah a couple more um get dropped as well and mojito you see him for the first time in the shibuya incident he kind of like as he's fighting on the side of like curses and like we gotta, we gotta kill these niggas and all this other shit like that he realizes towards the end of his thing that like yo i'm really like a piece in this like i'm not actually i don't have any actual role in any of this like and it seems like he's gonna be the one he i think he pulled the trigger a little bit too late because i think he wanted to be the one that turned on ghetto but it was ghetto the one who turned on him and the thing is the interesting thing is mojito's not dead um he's been absorbed by ghetto I don't know what that necessarily means. Um, we haven't seen it kind of like shown up later in the manga yet. I'm sure it will be shown because if you're not dead in this, you'll be back. Um, i.e. I, uh, Nabara. Um, but would you want to see Mahito back in this? And what role would you want to yeah. see him play? Uh... I don't think he belongs back. He can't really do nothing much right now. I mean, he can, but I think that he's once again, I think he, curse, my mother. He's yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he could do a lot. I don't think though, story wise, he adds anything to what's going on. Just because I feel that he's such an Antarctic, like Antarctic, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like he just loves chaos. Mm-hmm. That's what he's there for, and I think with the Shibuya incident, with everything that had led up to it, he played a perfect role and a perfect villain for Yuji. Because even like when they start the Shibuya incident, like he just darts off and just goes and starts doing his own thing, mm-hmm. um, and he's just nothing but anarchy and chaos. Like that's all he cares about. He he doesn't really. He, he's just trying to figure out how can I create as much pain and suffering for humans as 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 possible um and i think now where they're at in the story they have gone so far away from kind of needing a character like that right now uh that i don't think that him returning does much for for anyone um i mean unless you're gonna give him this 1v1 with yuji and have this great big build up but i mean he already had his fight with yuji <laughs> that's what i'm saying so it's just like I mean, I'm sure they could be well, a round three. Technically, all right, so boom. Round one ends. I would say Yuji and them win because he has to retreat. Um, Round two. He oh, kills, give that to Mahito. He kills Nobara. He kills Nanami. Um, Allegedly kills Nobara. Allegedly. But also, I think, I think Yuji does put the hurt on him. Marvel. Yeah, he does because... But Mahito learns Black Flash. So that's a... It's giving me Shigaraki vibes. <laughs> um, 
Has a black fashion diver. Well, whatever. Um, the end of him, as it states here, uh, the curse listens as Yuji looks down on him. So Yuji pretty much beats him up. Um, the curse listens as Yuji looks down on him and promises to kill him. No matter how much time has passed by, no matter how many times they were born, Yuji promises to kill Mihito again and again with no need to justify his actions of anything but his nature. Yuji hates that nigga. Um, Mahito turns to run from his mortal enemy, stumbling and falling as pseudo Ghetto arrives. Spoiler alert, Ghetto's not really Ghetto. Um, arrives. That was an interesting thing for me to find out, too. I was like, oh. Like, pinning that Ghetto dies in the movie, even though it's not shown, it's implied that he died. Um, and it's implied that Gojo kills him in the movie. And then the guy who inhabits Kenjaku, who inhabits Ghetto's body, is using Ghetto's body, mind, spirit, and memories, and all this other shit to cause chaos. Um, Pseudo Ghetto effortlessly beats Yuji with a barrage of curses, but Mahito lashes out against his ally. Mahito tells Pseudo Ghetto he always knew what Pseudo Ghetto's plan was for him. Moments before Pseudo Ghetto uses his vessel's curse spirit manipulation technique to absorb Mejito. Yikes. Well, yeah. This is this is some this is giving all for one vibes. So he's like he's like, eh, I'm just gonna take your quirk. It don't matter. Pretty much. And you know, it'll be interesting if we see that kind of like used again, especially considering um Ghetto's spot now. Uh, in the anime where he's playing kind of back up to Sakuna now. We'll see how long that lasts. But you know what? That was a spoiler section. And this was in an, a great episode of The Lookout. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, of course, you can always subscribe to The Lookout at The Lookout RNC on Twitter. And you can also listen to us, The Lookout on RNC Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, everywhere. Um, shout out to johnny barnes who's been putting the clips up on youtube for us make sure you go subscribe to our youtube get a short clip of the episode and then some a ton of amazing content there um go back to old episodes i've been listening to some old stuff man i was listening to a couple episodes of mount silver because it's the ash thing boy them some funny shits man we gotta i might have to do another oh yeah y'all got some you, you got some gems on mount silver absolutely hello you might Listen to an old episode of Big Eyes, and you might understand what the hell we talk about in the spoiler section this week. <laughs> yeah, you might. You actually might. Um. So with that said, make sure you go listen to all of our amazing content and listen to everything on this week. Um, it's a big week for WWE, so make sure you check out all the A Show stuff as well because we got a lot going on over there. And of course, you can listen to um, Subs Lie Dubs Lie this week. They'll be going over the future trunks. Um, saying thing so you're into a dystopian future this is your <laughs> this is your episode um uh, a lot of bad time traveling but it's okay it's okay easy you know it's not his fault but it is um with the we'll be back next week to go over the kyoto goodwill tournament arc oh a tournament arc there's always got to be. Oh, one. don't you, don't you love a good tournament arc? Oh, There's nothing little, better than a good, good tournament arc. Just a little tournament, you know. Don't hurt nobody. Um, but until then, 
we'll see you guys next week take care